loving languages and finding joy in learning them. I'm Heidi, the host of this show, and I have a lot on my mind today, so I'm going to jump right in. In last week's episode, I sat down with Nina Peacock, an expat parent learning Japanese and German alongside her children, and this conversation left me with so much to think about. Even though Nina and I share similar experiences of learning languages as adults, moving between two countries and putting our children in the local schools, then working to keep both non-native languages in our homes, we still have two very diverse journeys. But something we've both faced on these paths is how we mentally parent our children through language learning and how our actions exemplify that mentality. Nina shared with us that at first, when they moved from Japan back to the United States and they lost the immersive Japanese community in schools, she was a drill sergeant mom when it came to studying Japanese at home. If you could have seen my face when she said that, I'm sure I turned a deep shade of red because it was like she was talking about me. I was drill sergeant mom for a long time when it came to languages, telling my kids they had to watch TV in Italian, demanding they ask for things in Italian before I gave it to them, creating strict rules on when and for how long we do Italian homework, online lessons, apps, or anything else language related. It's no wonder I got so much pushback from my kids. In episode two of this podcast, where I share my parenting language learning journey, I talked quite a bit about mistakes I made in trying to help and motivate my daughter throughout our years in Italy. And when I say mistakes, I mean I made all the parenting mistakes. And it's still really difficult to talk about this because it feels so vulnerable and embarrassing to admit that I fought with my child over the language. I forced it on her at home when she needed a break from it to process things and just relax. I tried negotiating with her, threatening to take things away, and even bribing her with respect to language activities. I am still amazed that she learned Italian and then chose to learn German when we moved here, despite me. That girl is seriously incredible. But I'm here talking about these embarrassing vulnerabilities again because I know I'm not alone. I've connected with enough parents, teachers, and language coaches to understand that the mistakes I've made, the ineffective parenting strategies I gravitated toward, are normal go-tos for parents trying to share languages with their children. So, as always, it's important to talk about these so that no one has to wallow in their guilt and shame over mistakes, and we can be lifelines to each other, giving nuggets of wisdom and judge-free support for lifting each other up. Today, I want to talk about what I think is the biggest mistake I made as a parent learning the community language alongside my kids. Now, a quick recap for anyone who may be new to the show, if this is the first episode that brings you here. I was 33 years old when my family and I moved to Italy, and my kids were one and four. I was a monolingual English speaker, and I had the privilege to choose to learn Italian, which I did. My son attended Italian daycare and then preschool. My daughter went to the preschool and then primary school. After four years, we moved to Germany, where we now live, and we're doing it all over again with German. Me self-studying, my son in kindergarten, and my daughter in primary school. And we're working on maintaining my daughter's Italian, and my son's too when he shows interest, but German is really the main focus right now. I'm so lucky to be able to have these two experiences with Italian and German. For one, getting to live and learn in two immersed environments is truly the most exciting thing for me. But... I learned so much about myself as a parent and about my children just through the process of trying to help and support them in their Italian language acquisition, and most of my lessons learned came in the form of those mistakes I mentioned earlier. 
Our last year in Italy, I did a lot to shift directions away from those mistakes, and things were definitely better for my kids' language lives. But moving to Germany gave me an opportunity to redeem myself, in my mind, and to really apply all those lessons learned from the beginning, the way I wish I'd done it in Italy. Our Italian language journey, though full of lifelong friendships, cultural connections, and the sweetest, most amazing memories, it's also connected to the negative feelings of my poor parenting choices. So putting some distance, both literally and figuratively, between us and those negative experiences of me forcing and negotiating and fighting over Italian, and then sewing in positive language and parenting associations with German has really helped strengthen both of my kids' openness to German specifically, but also to languages in general. The biggest difference between these two experiences, without a doubt, is my expectations. Everything about my expectations. My expectations of myself and my ability to learn a language. Expectations of learning a language quickly and easily. My expectations of my children's desire and motivation for learning. Expectations of how they learn. Expecting them to just do what I say. My expectations of immersion and its role in each of our language acquisitions. Expectations of my children's school experiences, of how school is taught and how teachers interact with my kids and with me, and expectations of the community's role, both in and out of school, in fostering our language learning experience. Come to find out, all of my expectations were very, very far from reality. And unfortunately, it took me a long time to see and understand this. So instead, when my expectations weren't met, when I wasn't fluent in a year, when my kids didn't find joy in studying the language, when teachers didn't communicate with me about their own performance expectations, when locals didn't jump at the chance to help us speak the language, you name it, when any of these expectations weren't met, I felt like a failure. I was failing. I was failing my kids. I was a disappointment to the teachers who expected me to take on more than I knew how. And I was a disappointment to myself for not taking on more and then for not acknowledging boundaries for myself, my kids, and others. Never willing to give up or accept defeat, I started asking myself why I was failing so much. I looked for other resources, language tutors, more kid-friendly input. I sought out other language learning parents to see what they did. If I could just do more, speak more at home, put my kids in more situations for speaking Italian, more, 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 then I would stop failing. And what happened? You probably guessed it, that this didn't pan out for us. Instead, I led my kids down a path of burnout. No, I, I didn't just lead them. I dragged them behind me on this trail to burnout, exhaustion, low motivation, and limiting beliefs. Somewhere in all of this, around lockdown 2020, which you can hear me talk about more in episode two, I started to question all of this more that I was trying to do and trying to force my kids into. I reached a breaking point when I realized that I'd been asking myself the wrong question. The question wasn't, why was I failing so much? The question was, why do I think I'm failing? And the answer to that was simple. I was working toward unrealistic expectations. The language life I envisioned for myself and for my kids was based on a fantasy life that I'd conjured up out of nothing, no legitimate foundation. By doing nothing other than addressing and adjusting my expectations of myself, my kids, and our community, I could see things differently. So let me highlight some of these in more detail. First, my expectations of myself. I expected that as a smart, hardworking woman who loves all things learning in school and study and education, 
I expected that I could learn Italian quickly. Specifically, I expected to be fluent in one year, even though I had no real definition of what it means to be fluent. But I'll address that specifically in a future episode. So when I wasn't fluent by any definition, really, I thought that I was failing, inept, not the kind of person who can learn a language. But when I started to connect with others in the language learning community, read about language learning, and listen to podcasts about it, I realized that my expectation was quite ridiculous. Given everything else I had going on in my life, and the fact that I'd never learned another language, didn't know about many useful resources, how to get the most out of them, or even what types of language tools I prefer, of course I wasn't going to be fluent in a year. Not to mention, Italian isn't an easy language. I wasn't prepared for all the irregular nouns and verbs, uses of various past tenses, subjunctive case, and so on. There is so much more to that language than this smart, hardworking woman realized. So I started to shift my expectation of fluency for myself to an expectation of progress. That expectation is reasonable. It's doable. It's trackable. It provides for so many wins and celebrations along the way. And as long as I'm doing something, anything, even if it's just learning one new word a day when times get busy, I'm not failing to progress. Another expectation of myself that needed an overhaul was my expectation as a parent, and more specifically, as a stay-at-home parent who's learning the language at the same time my kids are. In the beginning, I didn't even realize that I had expectations of myself as a parent sharing the language journey with my kids. But slowly over time, I started to subconsciously build expectations of myself based on what I wasn't doing. I wasn't keeping TV time in Italian. I wasn't speaking much Italian to or with them. I wasn't reading to them enough in Italian. Then when my daughter brought home hours and hours worth of homework starting in first grade, I wasn't helping her in a meaningful enough way. I couldn't motivate her to play grammar games with me, do flashcards, or anything related to studying Italian at all. Eventually, when my kids didn't have the same command of the language as their native-speaking peers, teachers started asking me if we spoke Italian at home. I didn't have the right vocabulary in the language to explain to them why we speak English at home. They knew I hadn't started learning until after we arrived in Italy, but I couldn't explain to them that I was working on it and improving, but it's a slow process even for me. So no, we don't speak it at home. But I felt so small after those conversations. My interpretation of their questioning was that my inability to speak Italian at home with my kids was the reason they weren't seen as fluent, or the reason my kids were failing, which of course they weren't actually failing, but that's how I received that message. And later, when we found out we'd be moving to Germany, I stressed about how I was going to help my kids maintain their Italian when I stumble over words, I mess up the grammar, and I have to think before speaking sometimes. This would be completely up to me now. Their Italian was my responsibility. I had to keep it in our home because I'm the one who's going to make them fluent or be the cause of their linguistic demise. Can you feel the pressure and the stress and the absolute overwhelm? At this point, it didn't take long for me to realize that, again, my expectations of myself were completely unrealistic. I had to admit that it wasn't my responsibility, especially as a non-advanced speaker of the language, to make my kids fluent. It's not even my responsibility to speak another language at home if that doesn't work for our family, our situation, our dynamics, our children's emotional and security needs. It's not my responsibility. I had to let go of the expectation that I could do it all and change that to an expectation only to support. 
It's my job to support my kids. It's my job to see their language journey at school, communicate our situation to their teachers, and support them at home, keeping their mental and emotional well-being as the top priority, far above their language performance. So while it was crazy for me to expect myself, a non-native, non-advanced speaker, to be able to make my kids fluent by speaking at home, it wasn't unrealistic to expect myself to make a natural effort to use words and phrases in Italian and German as I see fit, but not expect them to respond in either of those languages, to show my passion for the languages and model how I learn and share language connections that I discover in a fun, interesting, and non-forceful way. Instead of seeing language-related things at home as my responsibility, which put a lot of undue pressure on myself, I started seeing them as opportunities. Reading or watching TV in a certain language aren't things I should or must do, They're things I can do, and I can guide my kids to wanting to do these things too, without making it something they should or must do. And you know what? This method is working. We haven't even been in Germany for a year yet. They've only been going to school here for about eight months, and they're both speaking German on their own. My daughter ordered her food at a restaurant yesterday in full German sentences, and she was so proud of herself. My son asks to watch TV in German instead of English, and he's always willing to ask me for food in German, especially when he's trying to butter me up to get a sweet snack. I didn't have to do anything at all with the language in order to make this happen. I just had to be a model for them, encourage their efforts and successes, and give them the space to bring German into our home themselves as their feelings of security and confidence grew. And my goodness, the difference in the mood of our entire household is so much better. And this brings me to the next set of expectations I want to talk about, and that is the expectations I put on my kids, but most specifically on my oldest one as we navigated our first few years in Italy. This is probably the hardest one for me to talk about because it comes with so much mommy guilt and a lot of shame, and it's really, really embarrassing. But language learning and parenting aren't all rainbows and butterflies. We have to talk about where we fail in order to put where we succeed into perspective. And I know I'm not the only parent out there who struggled with this, so I'm bringing it out into the open so no one else feels alone and we can navigate this together. Again, I talked about some of this in episode two, but I'm bringing it back today because it all comes down to expectations. My daughter was four years old when we moved to Italy, and without even realizing it, I expected her to take command of her language learning journey. I expected her to go to the preschool and just play with other kids, As others had said to me over and over, kids don't need language to play together, they just play. I expected her to be excited about doing picture and audio flashcards on my phone. I expected her to watch TV only in Italian, even if she'd spent seven hours listening to the language at school that day and she was tired. I expected her to just jump in headfirst, trying to pick up on new words at school, come home and excitedly teach them to me, and then want to chit-chat with everyone we met. I even expected her to show off her language skills like an on-demand performer. I failed to see my own four-year-old's fears, challenges, personality, and humanity. You know, as parents, it's easy to be in the mindset that we know best, that if our kids would just do what we want them to do, then they'll be who they, or we, want them to be. And if I'm being totally honest, I wanted my daughter to be bilingual so bad, so bad, because that was something I had always wanted for myself. And we now had the opportunity to provide that for her. And I expected her to jump at that opportunity with abandon and excitement and passion. 
Not surprisingly, the more I dug my heels in with these expectations of her, the more she fought back and shut down. The more she kept her language journey between herself and her school life and her friends, and the more she shut me out of it. So, like I said, lockdown 2020 forced me to see my expectations as not only unrealistic now, but also unfair to my child. And instead of changing this expectation to something more reasonable or realistic, I had to go drastic with this one. I had to completely give up my own personal expectations of my daughter's language life. For me, I had to try and completely wipe the slate clean and start fresh, which meant letting my daughter give me her own expectations of herself. And it's hard to put into words what this looks like. I'm not saying that I gave up my parental responsibilities when it comes to my children's education, because for us, their education is directly linked to learning the language since they don't go to English-speaking schools. There are some language things they simply have to do, like homework, but even that can be made more fun or can be tailored to their energy, focus, and interest levels. But generally speaking, in order for me to set realistic expectations for my kids, I had to let them lead the way. And this ties directly into my expectations of myself, too. I can model the way for them. I can encourage them and cheer them on, but I can't force them, and they don't need me to. When I give my kids space to interact with Italian and German on their own terms and in their own ways, with me providing community opportunities for them and being a cheerleader for them, they both show interest and desire for the languages on their own. And that's such a better gift than me expecting them to do what I would have them do. And if this is you as a parent, if you relate to this, If you're in the muck of having high expectations for your children and their language acquisition, you don't see a light at the end of the tunnel, I want to let you know that change is possible. If I can do it, anyone can, and it is so worth it. You aren't alone, and I offer myself as a safe, judge-free space for letting out your thoughts and struggles, whether you're seeking advice or just a listening ear. My Instagram and Twitter DMs are always open to you. Now, the last expectation I want to dig deeper into today is the expectations I placed on our Italian community. For starters, I really thought that immersion, living in the country and going to the local school, would make my kids fluent in the language. They'll hear the language in the classroom all day, they'll play with friends, they'll talk to native-speaking adults, and they'll be speaking like a native in no time. But man, was I wrong. There's definitely a narrative out there that makes many parents believe that going to the local school is enough for their kids to pick up a language without issue. And maybe this is reality for some kids or some families. I don't want to diminish or take away from someone else who has successfully experienced language immersion and acquisition in this way. But that just wasn't my experience. And I know there are others like us who don't find immersion alone to be enough. The reality for my daughter was that she had a major culture shock entering into the Italian preschool. She had separation anxiety from me in the beginning, and I was verbally forcing the language onto her at home, so even I wasn't a safe space for her to express her language anxieties. I wasn't in tune with her mental processing of the language after hours in school all day, and I felt defeated when she didn't want to do more Italian activities. All of these things, and many others, affected her immersion experience. Because of her separation anxiety, which I didn't take seriously, thinking it was just a phase, She went to the Italian preschool for months before she was even open to listening to the language and hearing the words being spoken to her. Because I was forcing the language onto her at home, she clung to English anytime she had a choice, like when speaking to my bilingual friends. 
Because I demanded she do homework my way and learn my way, she viewed Italian homework and reading and writing and even TV watching as chores. Everything with the language became a task, an obligation. So even at-home immersive things we could have been doing became a battle. And then there's the subtle expectation I had of our community, the Italian people with whom we interacted every day. Without consciously thinking about it, the idea that immersion will make my kids fluent meant that I expected teachers, students, friends, and everyone else around us to do the work to teach my kids the language. While I felt pressure to do more at home, you know, being the parent, I felt the responsibility for my kids' education, I simultaneously expected teachers, friends, and other native speakers to be in step with my daughter's language needs, to speak to her on her level and model perfectly comprehensible Italian so that she can understand better, to teach us words in every encounter and even praise our efforts along the way. So again, during the 2020 lockdown, when we lost most of our access to community immersion, I started to shift my expectation of immersion making us, and particularly my children, fluent to an expectation of immersion being a tool, one tool of many from which we get out what we put in. I realized that it wasn't the school or the teacher or our friend's jobs to make my child fluent in a language. And by putting that expectation on them, even subconsciously, we were missing out on the benefits we could gain from immersion. Immersion is just one tool of many. It provides situations in which we have to use the language, like talking with friends or teachers, but also fun things like ordering ice cream or asking to pet a cute dog. And it also puts words and phrases in front of us that we can choose to explore on our own or internalize through natural repetition and context. Expecting immersion to be a tool now gives me something I can model for my kids. I can show them how to use this tool to our advantage, how to mold it according to our preferences and desires, and how to take from it what we need and filter out what we don't. And in thinking of it this way, we are taking control of our immersion and of what we get out of it. Expecting immersion to make us fluent and then not becoming fluent quickly made me feel like there was something wrong with me or something wrong with my kids. And then expecting others in the community to take some form of responsibility for helping or guiding us led to unnecessary strain on my views of friendships, parent-student-teacher connections, and other relationship dynamics. But realizing that this is what I was doing, this is what I was expecting, and then changing that mindset to just expecting to get something out of immersion, expecting nothing of the community other than natural conversation, expecting everyone else to just live their lives and do their jobs while we respectfully insert ourselves into the community, now that feels right, and that leads to forward progress. And again, we can't fail if progress is the expectation. Now, one of the best parts of this journey for me, learning the community languages alongside my kids, is that I made mistakes, starting with my expectations, I was able to recognize and learn from these mistakes, and then I have the distinctive experience of getting to start all over again, but this time putting my lessons into real-life practice. Our early experiences with Italian and our still early experiences with German are completely different and I can say with 100% certainty that the main reason for this is my expectations. In Italy, I expected to get fluent fast and easy. In Germany, I expect to make progress and I expect to make mistakes and that's okay. In Italy, I expected my kids to be excited about the language and do everything I told them to do with respect to listening and speaking and studying. In Germany, 
I expect them to explore and make connections first, dipping their toes in at their pace and using me as a support system and comfort zone as needed. In Italy, I expected the school experience to make my kids fluent and everyone around us to cater to my kids' language needs. In Germany, I expect the schooling community to be tools that we use, but that we do the work. We take the responsibility to meet them where they are and not the other way around. And y'all, the difference is night and day. It hasn't been without struggle. As always, I won't paint a picture of rainbows and butterflies here, but it's been better and it's been less stressful. And like I said in the beginning of this episode, in less than a year, my kids have taken to the language and started showing their own natural interest in it. Without forcing him, my son prefers to watch TV in German. He asks me in German for specific things he wants to eat. Without forcing her, or bribing, or negotiating, or anything, my daughter does her German homework, preferring to try it herself first before even asking me for help understanding or translating. She isn't too shy to talk with German speakers in their language, even if she knows they speak English, and I give her the space to make that choice for herself. We even share language experiences together, like going to the movies and listening to the Encanto soundtrack in German, and they don't fight back or roll their eyes at me. And by the way, the song Nur kein Wort über Bruno makes for an awesome dance party. My kids are excited to share this with me, instead of viewing me as the language dictator I tried being in the past. And I'm excited to finally feel like I'm doing the right thing. I make mistakes. I slip back into dictator mode sometimes. I stress about my own role at home, helping them further their language skills. And I get frustrated when my kids don't want to sit down and just do language learning things. But with the right expectations, I can more easily get back into the proper mindset and stay grounded in reality and the truths that keep us going in the right direction. So as I sign off here today, I want to encourage all of you, whether you're a parent or not, to take some time to think about what expectations you have for yourself as a language learner, for your children if you are a parent, for others in the community, teachers, tutors, or anyone else you view as part of your language journey. Think about the expectations you have, especially those that may not have formulated into conscious thought, but that still show up in your actions or how you think of others, and challenge yourself to question the reasonableness of these expectations. Ask yourself if these expectations are serving you and your children, or if they're holding you all back. Are they lifting you up, or are they limiting your beliefs of yourself and of your children? Share with me, if you want, what's going on with your language learning expectations. I love hearing from you all and realizing just how much we really aren't alone in any aspect of our language journeys. So with that, I hope you've enjoyed today and gotten something out of it. I wish you an absolutely beautiful week. And until next time, ciao.